Step right up. Life's a circus. It's about many things happening at once. It's about family and homework, social networking, and academics, and even doctor's appointments. Yay. In life, we are expected to juggle all these and sometimes even more. How, you may ask? Well, that's what Dave and I are here for. So sit back and relax. We have a circus of an episode here on the greatest podcast on earth. Sounds like autism. Roar. No, it's all the circus puns I did there. I love that. <laughs> That's my best donkey. Uh, I don't even. I don't even. What, what else I could do a pretty good pig one. Like my parents hate it. What does, like, what does a clown car sound like? I don't know. I always. I was the biggest circus fan, and here I am doing a circus episode. I don't know. It's, it's funny right. how life turns out. I don't know if I should let let it keep playing, or we should start the episode. I, I, I don't know. I think I think we should leave this part of the episode. I mean, this is honestly it's kind of funny. All right, and we, we you know feel free to reach out yeah. if you think we should have let it keep playing, or you liked it, or you yeah. don't like the circus. Yeah, we want to hear from you. Yeah, the, the clown music's only for this episode, but um, it's also it's kind of fun to like film with. I'm not gonna. It's well, why is it for in this episode? Because we're talking about about juggling. Yeah. Right. Juggling, not in the sense of juggling like balls or bowling pins, but in the sense of um, well, I'm multi. Sure, I'm sure clowns multitask too. Yeah, I mean they, they do. Hey, the the music stopped. I, I was actually kind of enjoying that. Oh well, well, I guess all good things must come to an end. You know, point. it loosens me up. It made me feel nice. I know. It's like <laughs> uh, it's just some sort of psychological thing. I mean, there's a reason yeah. for everything. There's a reason why yeah. circus music sounds the way it does. Yeah, if I'm um, clowns freak you out, um, sorry about that music, but yeah, what's that called again? We, we it's not, enjoyed it's it. not clownophobia. It's something um, Pennywiseophobia. I don't know. Ooh, I never. My parents never know. let me see that see that movie. But uh, you know, yeah, I, I used to listen before. to the punk band though. There's a punk band called Pennywise. Anyway, hi folks. Um, <laughs> I'm here with the incredible, the dynamic, the talented. The overachieving, the hardworking, the incredible juggling Josh Mercy. Juggling Josh, I like that. And I'm here with the awesome, awesome. Oh, you don't have to do that. Awesome, Dave. I would have liked to see if you had said that if if you went first. <laughs> of course I would. I'm, I'm a very kind, loving individual. Of course I would. <laughs> um, how's it going? Um. Great, great. Um, very happy once again to be here. Uh, I mean, lately our episodes have been more and more fun to film. Each, I mean, um, record. Why do I keep on saying film? I don't know. But um, more and more fun to record every single time. So I'm really looking forward to doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's been an exhausting couple of weeks as usual. Uh, I know you, you've made a couple public appearances, which have really been picking up steam lately, right? Yeah. Um, what, why don't you talk about that? Um, well, the latest one was, um, for a job fair and, um, is for, for, for folks with, um, disabilities. So I got to speak on behalf of Spectrum Designs Foundation and, um, it, it's always an honor being able to do that, being like kind of the voice and face. It's just, it's always an honor. So I got to do that. And then I was on a panel talking about employment, people with disabilities and yeah, it's, it's always, again, it's just an honor. I can't emphasize that enough. Cool. So and then and, after that, um, then the next day, I went and as you all know now, we are working on a top secret project. So we went to film that a little bit, got some nice footage, 
and uh, you know, one actually one of my favorite places um, by the Unisphere, Flushing Meadows. I just, I just, I love that place. So, it lots of good happening, lots of more happening. But I'd just like to also take this time just to kind of do a little reveal that the sounds like autism. We now have wristbands, which are going to be going up on the SLA store, and they come in two colors. The awesome black, just like the shirt, and also the awesome army green, again, just like our shirt. And they come in a children and adult size. And uh, if you want to be the cool kid on the block, so to say, get one. Yeah. If you want to be the they, super cool kid, get one for you and your friends. We'll announce on social media when they're actually up because they, you yeah. know, hopefully they'll be up by the time the podcast airs. We're not sure. But um, what's cool about rubber bracelets is that. You know, you can wear them every single day, and then you're yeah. spreading the message every single Always day. Always representing the SLA community. I like it, man. I, yeah. I it's comfy. It's fashion. Oh yeah, I'm wearing one now. Dave's wearing one right now, and I've been showing around my coworkers, and everyone says it looks cool. So it'll look cool on you too. So if you again, when you want to be the awesome person. <laughs> Get one more bracelets, honestly. I mean, great cause, that would be great a, quality. That's like a, that's like a good you know? ad for anything. It's like, yeah. do you want to be the awesome person? Buy a Porsche. Do you want to be an awesome person? Buy Tylenol PM. Except this this is cheaper than a Porsche. <laughs> and um, by the way, we are not sponsored by Porsche. Oh, no, no. I mean, but, we, we can be, though. Porsche, yeah. If you are interested, we in are. sponsoring us. Yeah. I mean, I, I love your cars. Your cars are awesome looking, so please sponsor us, Porsche. Um, I'm not desperate, but <laughs> please sponsor us. Okay, <laughs> well, now that that's out of the way. So why don't you talk a little bit about our topic, and then we're going to have to get our guest on the phone. All right. Um, our topic is about juggling, but in other words, multitasking. Lots of times, folks on the spectrum have a hard time doing multiple things at once. Uh, this is an example of this will be driving. When I was first learning how to drive, I was always told that, you know, it's, this may be a little bit harder for you than other people because you need to be having do multiple things at once. You need to be looking at your rear, rear view mirror. You need to be looking straight ahead at the road, monitoring your speed, all these things. And it, it was really hard. But granted, I'm able to do it and I learned, but, you know, it, it, it it's really hard. And But the thing is, in life, life, no matter if you have a disability or not, it comes at us all the same. It doesn't water itself down. So I I think and it's the way I was also brought up. My mom always told me that you know you need to adapt because life doesn't adapt to you. So that's why this episode is right here today. We're gonna be um, talking about you know different strategies on how to better multitask, how to better handle um, life situations when the curveballs come in two or threes. So yeah, and and I think it's a really important topic. It's something that I didn't know much about when I was younger because I guess for for various personal reasons, from when I was a kid, I, I really wasn't pushed hard um, to to achieve a lot or to go out of my way to to get a lot done or, or whatever. Um, and for some families, it just comes out of necessity, um, like. Josh's brother in the last episode talking about being, you know, missing soccer games to sit in the waiting room at doctor's offices and things like that. Um, and then for others, it's just, you know, pure motivation. But that didn't come later for me. That didn't come till later for me. Um, and I know that, you know, obviously for you, you've been juggling a lot since yep. you were really young. And I don't know 
um, what made you so strong? Um, I guess it was something that mom instilled in you. And yeah, really. Ever since I was of like my earliest memories, I was just basically taught the one fact that you know, in life, life will not adjust for you. You need to adjust to the situation, and basically by doing that, you teach yourself a how to adapt, which you can then bring to any situation. Once you learn how to adapt, God, that's that's one of life's like greatest gifts. That knowledge. And B, once you have that information on like how to adapt and stuff, um, you'll understand like you'll be able to juggle because again things don't always come at you like fairly. Things come at you difficultly and twos and threes and but if you have that skill to adapt, you'll be able to handle that. For sure. Yeah. So. What made you want to choose this topic? Was it was it that you feel? accomplished for juggling a lot or was it because you had a, a week or so that you were struggling with juggling who was struggling with juggling i like that that rhymes i've never heard no. that before i'm a branding person dude let me just write that down let me grab a sticky note yeah do it and struggling with juggling could be a self-help book you know yeah, what I'm or, saying? or children's book like bob was struggling with juggling flip the page to find out more or something like that yeah or it could be a clown you know, struggles. What does he do? He juggles. And he's like a, a clown that's not good at juggling. Hits himself in the nose. You know? Yeah. I Should I, bring, should I put the circus music back on? I... Yeah. Let's, let's do the circus music. No. <laughs> All right. But, um, um, yeah, the reason I... This is honestly is because I realized that this is actually a really important topic for people on the spectrum. Uh, us, lots of times, we'll just try to focus on one thing... And then just adding the slightest other thing will completely throw us off to a point where it'll ruin our whole day. But I know how, like, I used to be like that a lot in the past. But I also realized how once I learned how not to let that stuff really ruin the whole day, mm-hmm. how to like, tell myself, no, put this in the back of your mind, do this, just focus, um, how, like, better a quality of life. Um, it's gotten so that that's the main reason why I think this is important to talk about today. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, you know, that's pretty deep for a clown music episode. I know. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you feel like what we're talking about? You know, as always, we want to be really inclusive of um, of anyone who wants to listen, yeah. of course, but of of people that have a varying level of oh, all the spectrum. Needs, yeah, yeah. It, I mean because. We, it, you could be talking about, again, um, focusing on three different meetings at work. Or it could be about trying to see your, the first friend ever and then also going to the psychologist appointment. Um, or even when's nap time going to be? And when then it's like, it's lunch or, or what, whatever. The, it's, the variables change, but the concept is the same. And that's um, multiple things happening. Yeah. So. Um, I forget if we had a, an episode since uh, this happened, but I know that you ran into Juliana a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, Juliana Featherman from Making Authentic Friendships, who is our guest. Um, and was I forget if we talked about that on the last episode, but. Um, oh, yeah. No, I'm Portfest. Yeah. Right. So um, I know you ran into her and you asked her if she would be interested, and I'm, I'm glad she's finally coming on. Um why do you think that she's a, a great guest for this episode? Uh, it's quite simple because, you know, 
she's doing a lot and obviously when you're doing a lot you're multitasking so that that's uh, honestly it's that simple I, I would like to give a more elaborate reason. no yeah it a seems more, like every time you turn around she's I mean we're, yeah. we, we have a lot going on she does um, it's pr- really cool that um, you know we're so personally involved with someone who is also like a public voice on the the national um, autism advocacy scene <laughs> um, but it seems like you know every time I turn around she's finishing her master's she's getting an award she's starting a new job so um, yeah it'll be cool to talk to her and get her perspective um, and I know her brother um, I don't know if you got a donut yesterday but her brother turned 21 oh yeah I got a piece of a donut I'm, I'm I'm watching my figure, so Uh-oh. yeah. And I lost a god. I, I lost a lot of weight. I'm, I'm proud of myself. That and that's been, deli- that's been deliberate. Yeah. And you're still eating Burger King all the time, so that's impressive. Yeah, but that's like the one or two burgers a day. That's pretty much like all I eat. That's literally you see like. Oh, you got to take. You got to do better self care. I'm gonna have to call Gretchen Leary on you. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but like I'm actually. I don't know. My appetite's gone down. I, but I'm loving life. I'm feeling great. Honestly, I feel better than I have in a long time. So. Good for you, man. Yeah. All right, so um, why don't you introduce our guest? All right, so um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's the circus episode. So <laughs> without further ado, here's our guest, um, Juliana Featherman. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey. hey, it's great to have you on the show. Um, Thanks for yeah. having me. Yeah, of course. Well, Juliana, Juliana's our real life friend. So, um, which is, which <laughs> oh is, yeah, I forgot. I say that a lot. Which is kind of funny. Yeah. In this in this day and age, uh, especially when you're talking about you know reaching a wide audience uh, in the autism Very community, wide. the way that Juliana is and the way that we are. Um, so yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. And Josh had one of your brother's donuts yesterday. Yeah, very um, good. Um, it was delicious, right? Which one did you have? Um, it was white with like some like black stripe or something. It just it tasted yeah. good. I don't know what it was, but it tasted very good. Um, was it a s'mores yeah. donut? Yeah. It, it? I don't think it was s'mores, but I it, they were duck donuts, and they're made out of cake, not donut. I know they're so good. So yeah. So when Josh thought of the topic and then he ran into you recently he just thought that it would be great to have you on the show he's already said a couple of profound things as we've been recording um about the way um you know whether you have a ton of uh challenges whether you're on the spectrum or you're not um that juggling can be hard for, for everyone and that we should keep everyone in mind when we're talking about juggling a million things um whereas like you, you know, have are kind of like an overachiever and you uh, have gotten like lots of awards and you're always up to something and you're, uh, you know, young and you have your master's already, which is awesome. Um, you know, for other people um, who might not even graduate high school with a, with a regular diploma, um, you know, they're juggling a lot too. So just keeping that in mind um, has been important in, in our conversations about it. Um, so yeah, Josh has some questions for you. Um, hey, but, hey, Dave. Michael. Oh. Here. <laughs> hey. Hey, Michael. Hey, what's up? What's up, man? Uh, oh, awesome. Can you go back, buddy? I'll be there in five minutes. I got to do my hair. Nice and done. Do my hair. Um, sorry. 
go. No, okay. So, so let me let me just start and um, by saying, what is making authentic friendships? So, making authentic friendships is in the works of becoming a mobile app that's going to help children and adults with special needs make friends, um, ages thirteen to one hundred and thirteen, and matching them based on age, diagnosis, interests, geographic location. So basically, my brother who just came here in here and said hi, um, has a hard time making friends due to his autism and his lack of certain social skills that the rest of us have, like I have. Um, and he gets really jealous that I have a lot of friends. So I basically wanted to change that for him. And he is high on the spectrum and the spectrum is very wide. So I wanted a means to kind of filter out people um, on like spectrum of different disabilities and get people that are similar to be friends with each other so they can relate on their abilities and their disabilities. That, that's that's awesome. I, I love that mission statement. Um, so just out of so how and when did the idea of the mobile app come to mind? And can you tell us a little bit about more about like that, like how it came and all that? Right. So having 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 uh, your brother um, must have been a, a big influence. But how did it actually come to be? That how did you think about it? Yeah, like um, the idea of making a mobile application. Like, how did that idea come? So basically, when I started thinking of the idea, I knew that I wanted to do the friend thing, and I basically thought about the way of the world, the way it is today, and obviously it's very tech-friendly world. So the app was kind of just, like, there wasn't ever another option. Like, maybe 10 years ago, I would have wanted to do something yeah, you know, like have an office, have a place where people go. But or or do a do a friend uh, meeting thing by by mail or by like carrier pigeon or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I I thought about carrier pigeon, but I decided to go. Well, that's a lot. Pigeon. That's a lot to juggle, really. Yeah, bunch All of pigeons, pigeons carrying friends. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, just thinking in my head. <laughs> um. So, yeah, my dog's going to join me right now because he's barking. But he, so basically when I thought about the friend thing, I just, there wasn't really another option in my head. Basically, the way the world is, I'm addicted to my phone as everyone is. And, you know, I'm always looking for innovative ways to make my life easier on a day-to-day basis with apps and social media and whatnot. So I figured making an app like that would be the perfect way. And not to mention it's the perfect way to get people from all over the country even the world, be aware of this and get involved in the community, things like that. That's awesome. So on to our topic. Um, It seems that you have achieved a lot, obviously, like I said, and that you have a lot on your plate and you always keep a lot on your plate. Um, So what what drives you to um, to to do that? And how do you manage to, to juggle so many things at once? Well, you know, I'm going to get really real with that answer because I like to have a lot on my plate. I like to be really busy. I like to be achieving a lot. I mean, one is because life is short and tomorrow is never promised. And I feel that, you know, I don't know. No one knows how long they're going to have on this earth. And I feel that I want to be able to make a change in the world, whether I have 10 years or 100 years. Um, So it's really important for me to, like, be diligent and work hard at achieving a change in the world now because I don't know what the future will hold. But um, 
I do have really bad anxiety. And that is something, you know, it's like kind of some people disagree in the business community. They think that sharing certain things like that makes you weak and uh, not as good a business person or whatever. But I personally disagree. I think I want people to know that I'm real and I have real struggles. Um, And that's really one of the reasons why I stay so busy because I keep my mind occupied and that's always a good thing for me. Um, So like I said, I definitely want to make a change in the world and that's one of the reasons. But the other reason is for my own well-being, it's good for me to just have something to put my energy into and really... I feel the same exact way and I had a feeling that that's where your drive came from. Um, that we just did a campaign where we each wrote on a whiteboard at work what um, what the, our favorite part of our job is and I wrote, I, I do good so I feel good. Like I feel like I need to do... Well, I exact- thought you got to put down me. It, also Josh. <laughs> also Josh. Um, but um, yeah, and, and I, I think that, you know, it can be a strength to, to disclose that kind of stuff about... Um, what your what your situation is or where your mind is um you have to be strong in order to do that yeah of course to share your vulnerabilities it takes strength it that it shows that of course and it makes just like how we say uh people with autism in the workplace make a better workplace i think people disclosing that kind of thing makes for a more that's the only way that we're going to become a more understanding and like empathetic world and and um also every single person has some sort of special need. Like when we use the term special needs and it's a very like universally used and accepted term, like some of, most of these accommodations that people need when you pick that term apart, aren't even that pervasive or aren't even that extreme. Um, and, And I have plenty, like I'm completely, I drink like 50 ounces of coffee a day. If I didn't, I'd probably have to go home. (laughs) You know, like there, and, and so, to just say, oh, well, this is my thing, I'm anxious, is like, it should be okay. And and it's great that you're on the forefront of of bringing about that acceptance, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. So having all this stuff on your plate, are there ever times where it stresses you out? And if it happens, like, how do you handle these? So for, like, our viewer, listeners, well, I keep saying viewers, our listeners... Um, who are trying to listen and pick out key things like for in their life where something might be stressing them out. How, how do you handle um, that when you have multiple things? Well, I do get very stressed out. <laughs> um, I just finished my master's, as Dave said in my introduction, and I have a business and a family and a boyfriend and a part-time job and all these other things I do. So definitely, I do get very stressed out. But one of the things that keeps me not getting super stressed, um, especially with my business, is thinking of things one at a time. So instead of looking at like kind of the big picture, it's something my dad's always taught me from the beginning. Because if you look at something, if you look at the mountain from the bottom, from the bottom and look up at it, it looks really big, obviously. And you're like, oh, I can never achieve that. So basically, you need to look at it in like little steps. Um, And my dad talks about it like running. So run the lap you're in, he says. So he really always tells me when I get stressed out to run the lap I'm in. So if I'm stressed about like like making a million dollars one day, which I do get stressed about, he's like, well, that's not the lap you're in. Like focus on what you're doing now. So if what I'm doing now is working on a marketing thing or whatever it is. He tells me and reminds me to stay in the lap I'm in and focus on that. 
And that's something that's really helped me through um, my stressful times and balancing a lot of things. And it's definitely advice I'd give to someone else. That's awesome. So your, 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 your dad gives your dad gives the same advice to you that I give to Josh all the time. I say things like, uh, "You got to walk before you fly," or, or you know, he's always trying to do the 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 last step first because he has this amazing, um, large kind of big picture view, which which I think you know is yeah. a habit of mine too because of how passionate I am, and I'm sure yeah. of yours too. But to, but passion. to think, but to think. That's why I love to-do lists, even about huge things and about tiny things, because I say I'm not allowed to move on from this one until I, you know, yeah. get, and, and that keeps me kind of like in line and even grounded. Like Josh gets a little, not um, overconfident, but carried away with a certain things. So when he's juggling a lot of yeah. things. And That's so um, I have to kind of hone, hone him in and, and I, I probably need it too. Josh, <laughs> Josh, just, Josh just eggs me on though. <laughs> I'm a very passionate person, just like I said on my ABC segment. I'm a very passionate individual. What were you going to say before? Yeah, like, you know, but when it comes to this stuff, I think it's important to keep in mind that, let's say you have an issue, like, uh, things are like um, puzzles. You need to break it apart piece by piece, and sep- if you need to just separate it, and then things aren't as intimidating anymore. So when there are one or ten things on your plate, if you separate it, it doesn't look as intimidating. You just focus on one tiny thing. Then once that's 100% complete, you, and only then do you move on to the next thing. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Exactly, and that's how you burn out. If you look at the whole thing, then you just get overwhelmed, and you're like, oh, my God, I can never do this. And then yeah. that's I feel like a lot of people fail because they do that, and they're like, oh, well, that's going to be impossible. But Yeah. I 110% agree because in the past I was one of those people and I can tell you you do burn out and then the work you do do is very bad so you're 100% right (laughs) with that one alright how can you relate to those who may be in school or be a participant in a program like your brother well as Dave said before um, everyone has things they struggle with and that's one of the big ways I relate I mean I may not have autism but I have certain things that I struggle with and that kind of make me feel like I'm set back and have a harder time achieving. Um, So I definitely relate to that. And I relate to anyone with autism because they shouldn't let any disability stop them from following their dreams, thinking they can't do something because I could do the same thing. I could say, oh, I have anxiety. Like, I can't do that. Which Mm -hmm. a lot of times I do say in my head, but then I bring myself to reality check that, I can do it, and I should, because if I don't do it, then someone else will, and it should be me doing it. I feel like that's a really cool part about self-disclosure, because you're not saying, I have this, so I need this. You're just saying, I have this. You know what I mean? And clearly, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing if it was... it, yeah, it's something you struggle with, but it's not something that's hindering your ability to do exactly what you're trying to do, you know? Right. And and I yeah. think that, that that's why it's it's really um, respectable for um, for Josh, too. To Josh is a, such an open book when he, you know, if he was to go to a car dealership and buy a new car, uh, you know, he would, the and spend a few hours with a stranger buying a car from them, by the end, they would probably know that he had autism, not because they could tell, but because he disclosed it, right? Right. Like, and, I'm like and, that, too. 
and then that person would have had a that would have been a teachable moment for that person that day you know and and so it's a really uh it's a really commendable thing yeah yeah I, not gonna lie that stuff does end up happening like in the mall and stuff like i just whenever i get in a conversation people will say yeah <laughs> so the car dealership thing yeah that it hasn't happened there yet but it's happened other places. <laughs> um, so what's ne- what's what other bowling pins and and balls and and stuff are, are you going to be throwing up in the air next? What's next yeah. for what's next for Juliana? Oh, that is the question of the year, isn't it? <laughs> well, um, since I just graduated from grad school, it's kind of like a point in your life where you're expected to like get a job and make money and do all that. So I have a ton of friends who are doing that, which is great, but that's not what I want to do. I don't want to just go get a corporate job. Not that there's anything wrong with that. That's just not the path I think is I want to take or is good for me, really. Um, So I'm a little confused right now. Not going to lie. I'm just trying to figure it out. It's a big transition period. I just moved home for the first time in five years and, you know, um, getting back used to the stuff at home and. Uh, working on my business and I'm a part of the alumni young alumni council at Sacred Heart I'm part of the siblings board at Spectrum Um, so I'm kind of just focusing on everything I'm involved with right now Mm -hmm. I do plan to market the app Um, the first version will be ready in July and I'm going to beta test it at that that time yes it's very exciting um so, oh, so, it, so it won't be that. it won't be available for public for like public download on the app store in July, right? No, um, the first version is actually not even an app. It's an interactive web application. Mm. So it's a website, but if you went to it, it would look it and fit your device like an app would. But it's just nice because it could be used on any device, and you don't have to like go to the app store. Um, so that's just until we get it to a point where we feel it's ready to be an app. And then once we feel that we've tested it enough, we have everything kind of filed out, that's when we're going to go into the app. But in a few months, probably September, I'd say, it will be accessible. The web application will be accessible for the public. Um, so I'm really going to do a lot of marketing on that this summer. And I want to actually plan meet and greet type things. Um in New York City, Long Island, Jersey, places that are close to me, um, and just kind of get people together, get people talking about it and aware. That's and awesome. See what happens after that. That that's great. Um, just you. All right. Well, you, you can go. Maybe you should ask her if you can go. You, you're gonna have to download the. You're gonna have to use the web application though. Hmm? You should go to those events. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'll go. <laughs> all, of spec- all of Spectrum has to come. <laughs> awesome. Then I'm uh, coming too. I'm coming too. Yay. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, um, we're going to do something which we've never done before, and we're going to have the, our guest and you help us close out the episode. Um, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you want to say bye, everyone, and we're going to say bye. Well, uh, anything else you want to say before, yes. before we're off the air? No, just thank you for the work you guys have been doing. I know you work a long, hard week at Spectrum, so I think it's really <laughs> great that you're getting your voices into the community. And I've been following, obviously, you on Instagram and everything and seeing a lot of positive feedback. So I'm really happy for you guys. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Bye, guys. See you soon. <laughs> bye. All right, bye.